This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape right here in Central Ohio. I'm Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown and Company. I'm here for your edutaining, edutaining and educating value. Uh, and so is Ben. Hi, I'm here. That's my hand right there that yeah. you saw. Yes. That's all we get to see of him, yes. which is a good thing. It so is. He's a little camera shy yeah. guy anyway. Face for radio, as they say. So, uh, Ben, I, I got to ask you, yes. um, you know, now we've been rolling with the show and we're been, we've been doing this on YouTube, which has really been very exciting and, yeah. and new for us. Uh, we get to see some of the things that we're talking about and that's the luxury of, of tuning in. What have you been uh, getting from it? You know, last week we had the people with uh, Bathworks in here. We looked at that gorgeous showroom and, yeah. and saw all this stuff. Has this inspired you much? It actually really has. Like, I actually started talking to my wife uh, a little bit because, I mean, we live in a home that was built in the 80s, and it's kind of getting to the point where it's like there's some things that definitely need to be updated, and it's one of the, like, in my head, I'm always like, well, I'll do it myself. And, the, <laughs> I don't know and then means. I get into, like, how much work that is, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. This is too much work, and I, I need somebody who actually knows what they're doing. I understand you you do a fair amount. I do on your on your own construction. I wouldn't call it like home remodeling <laughs> construction. I would con, I like I build shelves and sets and things like that. I'm, I, I'm going to make an offer to you. Okay. Um, I think next week for the show. I want to have you talk about what you do as DIY sure. and throw can, myself under the bus. Yeah, yes, can, I'm happy. I, to you know, it. I always like to do that. If I'm you, very you good listen at it. long enough. I like to throw people under the bus, <laughs> and then we can talk about just do-it-yourself projects in Perfect. general and some of the risks associated with it, but also some of the great benefits that come out of doing a do-it-yourself project, yeah. and maybe some of the reward yeah. you've had from it as well. Yeah. But one of the things that happens with construction that is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to work in an existing home, um, then you're going to actually have to do some demolition. Mm-hmm. And so today, it kind of leads me to this guest that we have. I've got Chad White. He's uh, he's with Recycling, and it's a wonderful company that actually doesn't just do demolition. They do deconstruction. Uh, so they're salvaging of those materials. So I've got Chad with us this morning. So Chad, it's great to have you with us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. You and I have been talking for almost a year now just about what you do, and, and uh, I've wanted to have you on as a guest. You're a hard, hard guy to get on the on the show, but I'm glad you're here. Well, thank you. We, we certainly played the tag trying to make this happen, so yeah. I'm glad I could be here. Now, when, when I first met you, you kind of uh, you, you struck a chord with me because obviously what we do in, in construction is um, a lot of removing of, in, in some cases, perfectly good pieces of a home uh they've been there for a while it just doesn't work for a homeowner but cabinetry and walls and uh, just construction debris and when you approached me about this i thought okay well he just tears things down rah, 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 rah. Mm-hmm. but there's more to it what you guys do absolutely it, as it sounds uh, deconstruction is the opposite of construct so we carefully come in and we remove uh, the portions of the property whether it be a home or or a commercial building uh, that are no longer wanted and for many of these products they're in good condition and and can find another use another life whether it be a reuse or uh-huh. onto recycling repurpose it yeah, yeah repurpose or or at the very worst recycle the material yeah uh, the, the big thing is that we're trying to divert the material from going to the landfill gotcha you know my wife calls me demo man at home it's the one thing i'm good at the rest of the stuff i can't i don't do good finish work taking um, stuff you're you're in good company yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well it's therapeutic yeah. I mean, you know yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Look yeah. at you, your picture of health. You obviously are doing a lot of demo. And, uh, you know, so do I. I like to tear things apart. But most of what I tear apart, I'm just not as careful with. So it's not, not good for reuse. But I'm going to pay better attention to that mm-hmm. and start deconstructing some things uh, with your guidance. 
Sure. It is it is a knack. Uh, obviously, our guys are very skilled in what they do. Mm-hmm. They do it very efficiently. Uh, part of it is training, but a lot of it is experience on the job, obviously. So that's uh, not something that I could honestly go in and, and do myself very proficiently. Yeah, you got yeah. professionals that Absolutely. do it. So let me ask you, uh, how do you get into something like this? Is there is there really a market for it? Like people will pay more for you to deconstruct something than just take a bulldozer to it? There truly are. There's people that are very conscious of, about the environment. Good. I applaud them. Absolutely. That's, that's and, we, and, and we see that more and more. Uh, whether And I see it on the new, new build, too. I'll have people approach me and say, what happens to the material that's left over from mm-hmm. from the new build? Which the answer to that typically is it goes to the landfill. landfill yeah. So it it does strike a chord, as you mentioned earlier, with many people. Uh, the really great thing about what we do is we can actually take it a step further, and w- there's an actual tax benefit that that does help pay for the actual demolition of this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of twofold. You're doing something great for the environment sending this material on for another use, avoiding it uh, from, from entering to the landfill. And sure. then at the end of it, hopefully you're, you're getting the demo side of it, uh, of your project paid for in, in the long run with taxes. Now I did a little research cause I always do this with every guest cause I try to know mm-hmm. enough to not sound uh, too naive, but I like the story of your founder. That's mm-hmm. a good story on your website. And it sounds like a kind of guy I might have some fun with. He is uh, very down to earth. Mike uh, started the the company about 15 years ago, yeah. uh, and it is uh, 100% passion driven. The, the, the man is all about making sure that these these materials don't go to the landfill. Um, and he's he's to the point where if he finds out a vendor of ours that we're sending material to be recycled isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing or promise what they said they were going to do that he'll he'll have a calls them out on it he huh? calls them out on it and he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. find another vendor to, to send the material to so really? he he yeah. is he is that passionate about uh making sure that these these materials go on to to another life uh, yeah well, i like how he said he started as a dumpster diver you know as a yeah. kid uh, that's who what what boy yeah. you know before uh, these devices were came out you actually used to go outside and uh yeah dig around yeah. in trash <laughs> yeah that's not so bad i had all my tetanus shots and all that i'm assuming he did too mm-hmm. uh, but that was really great he and a friend uh, would go around mm-hmm. and just find stuff and salvage it and repurpose it and that started at a young age it's, it's always fascinating to me how people's stories uh, develop where their passion started at a very young age and especially in, in this gentleman's case to where it is today where he's got a business and you know pursuing every way to keep everything out of a landfill humanly possible which i think is admirable absolutely yeah he he, he like I, I mentioned to you before we started he he actually takes it beyond just the, the diversion side of it uh, you know he'll bring product in and on the weekends he'll take steel material that's left over or, or pulled from jobs and he'll build dumpsters roll-offs for our company to use on the next project so <laughs> from the steel yeah absolutely so he, he truly utilizes everything that he possibly can if he can't find a home for it or if he has a certain niche for, yeah. for that product so truly remarkable individual uh, somebody that when you meet him and you hear the, the mantra of the company, what they do, the the benefit of it, the effects not only to the homeowner, the property owner, but also yeah. the environment. It's hard not to get behind and believe in it. And it, it's truly a wonderful process, and it, it really 
goes a long way in, yeah. in leaving a better place for my kids and, Absolutely. and your kids. So. Yeah, speaking of a place for kids, this is really interesting. I don't know if you guys know of this, and this is a curveball for you because it doesn't have to do with you guys necessarily, or it might. Uh, but in St. Louis, there's a museum. It's called the City Museum. Are you familiar with it? Uh, I'm not. You'll have to Google it, and everybody out there, Google this thing and check it out. And if you're going to St. Louis, make time for it. I mean, this is one of the most phenomenal things. Um, I was in St. Louis for a business trip, and I had a day to kill. And that doesn't normally happen on a business trip, but there was just this gap, and I had a whole day where I, I needed something to do. And I said, what do you do in St. Louis besides, you know, go up in the arch, <laughs> ride that thing? And uh, they said, do you like museums? And I said, yeah, I, I like museums, but, you know, I don't know that I'd want to spend my day at a museum necessarily on a, on a free day. And they said, well, do you like to, to, to play and explore? And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> and they said, go to the city museum. And I said, well, what is it? And they said, the city museum is a... It's 10 stories of architecturally salvaged material from buildings. Oh, wow. There's old fire trucks. There's old school bus on the roof that is hanging over the top 10th story of the corner of the roof. And you can climb in the emergency exit and go sit up in the driver's seat and look over the edge of the building. Oh, wow. And there's two uh, Lear jets that have been hollowed out and they're suspended by rebar. And you climb up rebar tunnels into the you know cockpit of this stripped out jet. And off the wing, it's all through rebar, so it's safe. Sure. You know, you're not going to go falling anywhere. And you go down a slide in the back of a fire truck. There's construction cranes that are enclosed that you can climb out on the boom of these things. It's just phenomenal. And then you go inside, and they used old conveyor belt, the rollers for slides mm -hmm. for kids. And it's an adult playground, and it's all architecturally salvaged material right down to the walls. The bathroom walls are the old, you know, the, lun the lunch lady has the silver... Uh, the stainless steel um, bins that the beans and corn and all that stuff are in, they've fastened all of these salvaged things together to create a curved wall. It's a work of art. Yeah. And like it'd be something right, you guys need to take a field trip. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's where your next company meeting needs to be. Yeah. Where it's off site and write it off. That's, you know? And that's too bad we didn't know about it. We uh, we recently did a project in St. Louis, so we, we certainly oh. could have. Uh, and maybe Mike was there. I never asked. Yeah, he, he uh, may have. Yeah. He may have visited. It's extraordinary. I wish I would have uh, had pictures prepared. I, I just sure. thought of it while we were talking about it. It is. It's a. Mm. It, it, it's right up his alley because it was right up mine. And I've sent so many people there just off of the excitement of what I experienced. I can tell everybody had the same initial reaction of, okay, yeah, well, maybe we'll check it out. And then they come back and they're like, I can't believe how amazing that was it's just incredible and there's a old arcade inside called beatnik bobs and you can play old arcade games from the 50s oh, wow. just by going in there and you can buy a you know adult soda pop and walk through this place and it's just, it's extraordinary i mean they've salvaged everything you can imagine amazing playground i Sounds wish every like city every city yeah, should have great, one yeah. you know every, every city should have one realistically because you're there's so much growth and columbus yeah. is a great example of it and chicago uh, you know close to where you guys are established right. um have all these old buildings that are being taken down to make make, make room for new and it always crushes me because i go oh what are they doing with all that it'd be nice to see it show up in mm -hmm. an area where we could go enjoy it appreciate it bring our families and have right. a little bit of history recaptured well, it's. I think it it opens people's minds to to the reuse aspect of what the potential, what the opportunities are, and there's there's no doubt. Is the further yeah. we go along, the more opportunities and the bigger ideas and the more ideas that we didn't think about stem from from what we do. It's it's really extraordinary. Yeah, take a trip down there, get Mike down there, take a look at yeah. it, and hopefully Great. do one of those in Chicago because there's enough space and there's enough draw yeah, to absolutely. keep that business going. Yeah. And if you need an investor. Uh, ben would be happy to. 
We'll talk later. I got millions. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. It's from all those DIY projects oh, you yeah. do. You save all that money. I don't spend money on it. <laughs> That's right. Do it yourself. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so you, I want to uh, take some, take, uh, take folks through some of the projects you've done. Like, what are we talking about here? And so, you provided some images that I thought it might be nice for you to walk through what, sure. what it is you do. And and I've got some myself that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at you to show some things we've done. But here's a here's a kitchen. You know, just a, this is what we run into. We right. come into a home, we see a kitchen like this. It, it needs to be uh, updated, or someone wants to make a change. But there's a lot of good material there. So. What do you see when you walk in with us? Absolutely. And you'll see this is a good scenario of somebody that purchases a home mm-hmm. and it's not quite the kitchen that they want. Right. To the majority of people. Nothing wrong probably, with it. Yeah, they probably look <laughs> at this kitchen and say, wow, there's great appliances. And, and there's a lot of updates you know, already mm-hmm. done in here that most people would probably be happy with. But uh, people come in, they buy a new home. It's not what they want. They're spending the money. So let's go a little bit further. So we'll come in. They'll engage us. And we carefully remove these materials that are in here. So we'll remove the cabinetry, the countertops, uh, maybe take it down to the studs, mm-hmm. uh, get into yeah. you know electrical work, things of that nature. So we can we can get clear down to the mechanical and projects like this if we need to. Yeah. Uh, but those materials come out, and then what we do is we facilitate these materials moving on to either recycling or onto a nonprofit, a charitable organization. Yeah. So, so that's what we're looking at, just real quick, mm-hmm. I'm going to pause you for a second. So we're, for those of you uh, listening to the podcast that don't have the luxury of seeing this on, on YouTube, you can either go and, and check this out because you might want to see it. But there's, a, you know, it's a kitchen that has a, a beautiful copper hood. Absolutely. I mean, a really neat copper hood. That's, yeah. They have a lot of fun with that thing. There's some neat wood beams on the ceiling. And some people go into a home and they say, I don't want wood beams. Other people mm-hmm. say, I want to add wood beams. So you know there's a it can be used for the right person. Absolutely. You know, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Right. And you've got a brick wall there. Um countertops stone countertops mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times we go into a kitchen like this where you go wow that's beautiful quartz yeah. and the client goes i want a dark and it's like well that, that's it's white it's good quartz nothing wrong with it yeah right. i'm gonna go with a dark one mm-hmm. and you go oh shoot you know what do you do with all this so, well and typically it, and <laughs> it's typically it, it snowballs from there so yeah you're right well while we're doing the counter let's go ahead and do the cabinets while mm-hmm. we're doing the cabinets i know the the appliances are only three years old but let's go ahead and replace those so you look at a kitchen like this and more than likely, those are probably Viking or or you know, a higher yeah, end. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Appliance, yeah, beautiful range. So you know, that moves on to to somebody else that uh, you can truly utilize those. Yeah. But yeah, I think the mentality when you get into some of these projects is, you know, let's just do it all while we're doing it. Yeah, and there you go. It's torn out, Absolutely. and you can see that the brick was more of a facade. So it was the um, mm-hmm. a brick veneer that was applied to the wall. And some of that could be salvaged. I mean, how much how much of what you take out becomes waste? Obviously, it depends on what the material is. Sure. The older buildings, typically, we if, if brick is involved, we can utilize more because the older brick has more appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, doesn't have the whole structure. Right, it's, it's a solid brick. Yeah, it's not so cord. Mm-hmm. it can it can typically be salvaged easier. So, depending on what the material is, the goal is every project, whether it be an interior job or a complete teardown is that we are able to salvage or recycle at least 70% of that project. That's amazing. Some of these projects, again, depending on material, yeah. we can get to the 90 mark. Holy So that when we start hitting 90, then then we're all extremely happy. I'd yeah, I would yeah. think so. I, I, I was, I'm surprised to hear that you can even get to 90, you know, with what, what you tear out, what... 
gets damaged in the process of demolition. Absolutely. You know, when you, you look at some of these things, you have to be meticulous. And that's where I'm curious. I'm going, how do you make money doing this? Well, there, there's certainly <laughs> a cost aspect to it because yeah. it, there is a, a time constraint involved. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. It, it, takes like it, it does take case. longer. Yeah. It, yeah, well, sure. And typically what we see, this kitchen is a great example. Uh, you know, a demo is a demo. And our guys are so proficient in what they can do that they can do this project usually as quick as a straight demo crew. And when you're done, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the job site is cleaner. So you have less damage to walls, yeah. less things for the fit crew to come in and fix. So this isn't like swinging a sledge. It's exactly. more like surgically removing right. things and, and meticulous. Yep. And, yeah. these, and these guys are so good. They, they, they can typically do it in a similar time frame. Wow. It's when you're doing a complete teardown. Let's say you wanted to yeah. put a new house up where, where right. an old structure was. That's where you That'll run. take more time. Absolutely, because yeah. you're talking excavator, one man versus a six or eight man crew over, yeah. over a couple or sure. a few weeks time. So. Yeah. That's fantastic. So they, they take the dust and do something with that, huh? That's good. That, that's a selling point right there to a homeowner. They don't like dust. No. <laughs> Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. That's the 10%, right? Yeah. Right. There's, there's, there's dust, my friend. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And then, you know, you have these old hardwood floors. So I'm curious, as you, as you salvage this, I would imagine you build quite an inventory mm -hmm. of product, and you have to find a buyer. You know, my, my mother always used to say, because I'd say, oh, this is worth so much. And she'd say, it's only worth what someone will pay you for. She was always Debbie Downer with that. Sorry, Mom, you were. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she'd always say, it's all, things are only worth what someone will pay. And so is there there is a market, though, for salvaged material. Absolutely. So do you go into it saying, oh, man, finally, you know, we've got such demand for this. that This is going to move really quickly. And what are those things? For certain materials, absolutely. And, and that's the beauty of Mike doing this for the past 15 years. He has a lot of these relationships already established and in place mm -hmm. to, to offload these materials. Obviously, hardwoods, flooring, yeah, yeah. stuff like that are pretty easy to get rid of. But there's a lot of materials that most people wouldn't think are, number one, have a value to it. Mm -hmm. And number two, have a reuse for it but you know there's there's some guys in wisconsin for example that actually have built their business model of new homes or new structures out of old growth lumber yeah so the yeah. closer to 1900 or before that right. material is they want it and they sell that to their customer as a, a sure. obviously a, a better it's a differentiator absolutely yeah. it's yeah. a better grain a lot of times it's more dimensional it's a true two by four so yeah. they've they've kind of built their business model around these materials. So obviously that's, that's a source to get rid of lumber packages and things of that nature. Yeah. Uh, brick is another great example. Uh, we've, we have a gentleman that, that works with us that primarily brokers brick for us. Hmm. So we get into these big projects in Milwaukee or Chicago, St. Louis, all over the Midwest. And it has a substantial big quantity yeah. of, of brick we'll we'll go ahead and have that sold off site and it'll directly go on to rail cars so all that'll be facilitated and never hit a warehouse or, or anywhere else awesome. that typically goes to florida arizona for yeah. landscape reasons putting down yeah. those pavers things of that nature so yeah how do you that, get the 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 mortar out of the bricks I, I know that seems like a stupid question maybe but i mean I, well if the, if the folks can see me it's fine <laughs> no it's it's truly it's truly a, a crew that that has a, a pick hammer and as long as one side of that is clean they can reuse it, it in another off, application yeah. Yeah, so. man. but that, there again that's one of the limiting factors of the brick is how well the, the mortar yeah. comes off and yeah. the reuse, reusability factor wow. of it so yeah it's it's all labor intensive there yeah it's one I by one so yep yeah hmm. so he's got his have to be strong and have pretty calloused hands i would absolutely think right now. Yeah. yeah it's it's not uh, not an easy project by no yeah. no means these these guys know how to put in the day's work <laughs> all right let's take a, a look at something else so here tell us what's going on with this this uh 
it looks like just a typical two-story house. Yeah, the, there again, it's uh, not a bad home. It's yeah. it's uh, not in disrepair. People are actually living in it at this point. Uh, they sold the home. The new owners wanted the lot, mm-hmm. not necessarily the home, uh, yep. just based on location. So they uh, engaged us to come in and, and remove the home. And here we're looking at uh, a photo of... Uh, what's left over so this is kind of tore it down to the foundation yeah, it's, it's really. a, it is it's a, everything down yeah. to the foundation so you, you've got block walls uh, you've got a, a concrete basement uh, and that that material uh is left there obviously the excavator comes in and we still try and salvage as much as that as we can yeah. you know we, we send that off to a, a recycler to to crush that and reuse the limestone mm-hmm. so we try not to let anything go to waste yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And I see the old stone around the fireplace as it stands alone yep. in the middle of the home. And you've got some block walls or brick walls, I guess they would be, that are still standing. And the old slabs. So it's, that's fascinating. So are you working with somebody that's designing a solution for the, the new home that's going in here? Or do you just come in and say, whatever they're going to do, that's cool. We're just taking the stuff and we're out of their hair. It really depends on on what level of engagement we've yeah. we've been brought in. So okay. whatever the the GC needs us for, uh, the homeowner, you know, we, we work do we have there. architectural services. We don't. Okay. No, we we, right. we we do not. Okay. No. So well, that's great that you're you're getting. I mean, that's a clean site right there. It looks yeah. like they got a pool pump in the backyard. Yes. And right now, it looks like they got a pool in the basement too. <laughs> it's pretty common. <laughs> pretty, pretty common when especially it rains yeah, in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Especially this time yeah, of year. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, so those are a couple of residential. Now you also get into commercial we work do. as well, and as I would imagine that might be a bulk of what you do, isn't it? We we do a, f- a fair amount of that, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the time of year. You're probably getting the cool material out of commercial, the old steel, and a lot of it. Yeah, old right. windows, the old steel framed windows. You salvage all that stuff. Absolutely, man, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and uh, the, <laughs> I got to visit your warehouse anytime. <laughs> we'll be happy to show you around. <laughs> need a flight up to chicago don't i that's not a bad drive <laughs> <laughs> no it's not at all yeah so uh, one of the projects actually that we were finishing uh actually i received pictures this morning before i left mm-hmm. and it's actually down to the ground so this what we're looking at here is actually in process but we're uh, removing the rafters out of the old fox theater in stevens point wisconsin mm-hmm. so if, i don't know how far back you remember but the fox theaters are they were they were around the midwest and around yeah, the country certainly so this is one of the last ones this particular building was uh, in disrepair, mm-hmm. so the city deemed that obviously it's inhabitable uh, and it needs to come down. So the because of the age of it, the historical side of it, the the citizens of uh, Stevens Point were uh, I shouldn't say up in arms, but very concerned with taking down this building, losing sure. the his- historical value of it. It yeah. has obviously had meaning to parents and grandparents and different people. So the general contractor that that was brought into this uh, happened to engage us on this project. And what we find is when we're engaged, that kind of lessens the blow to the community. Okay, we can't salvage this building, but know that we're going to save every possible thing that we we can out of this building. And and this is a good example of, like you said, the the steel rafters and doors and obviously the the theater seating, what was still in condition. So steel trusses that we're looking at? Absolutely. Yeah, so those are steel versus a wood frame. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so those those are... You're dropping them down gently. What will you do with that? So it'll it'll go on and, and be used in maybe in addition to a building it, mm-hmm. it really has so many different 
it just has to match the span and the pitch and Absolutely. all those things. You're not going to modify yeah. it. Typically not. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we, we run into different uh, different structures and different projects. Uh, for example, we, we just moved a, a building, tore it down, uh, and moved it actually from Wisconsin into Michigan. You know, the per- person really? purchased that. Square footage-wise, it was a heck yeah. of a deal to, to have uh, – you know, building and have all the skin and everything to it. So they, they resurrected it. They mm-hmm. poured their concrete foundation and walls and, and resurrected this yeah. steel building back up on it. So, you know, what, what would typically go to the landfill now is uh, pennies on the dollar, per se, for, for a new owner, essentially. Yeah. And it's a great building. So when you're brought in, I'm just kind of curious, and if I'm asking too deep of questions that you don't feel Never. like answering, then uh, we'll just act like they're static or something, and we'll lose this part of the show. But, you know, do you – so obviously you get paid to come in and, and do the deconstruction, mm-hmm. but then is the material yours to sell? It is not. Okay. So as I started to explain earlier, what we help facilitate is, one, a donation to – a nonprofit, the, the charitable okay. organization. So all the materials that are taken out of this project particular is gathered up, readied for transportation, and then we transport it to wherever it's at, whether it's the new home or mm-hmm. to the, the charitable organization's warehouse, sure. whatever the scenario is. The second thing that we do is we engage an independent appraiser for the homeowner or several depending on what their their comfort level is. What this appraiser does is they come in and they actually put a value on the materials that we're extracting from Mm -hmm. the project. So that is what the homeowner will be provided, an IRS Form 8283, that Mm -hmm. they can take to their tax advisor and reduce their taxable income. So that's where the tax savings comes in to play of all this. I understand. And the really, truly, until you get into it, the, the... astounding thing is is how much these materials truly Hold have value in value for, yeah it, well, I, I mean, mean we're looking at this and there's a theater full of old seats absolutely. and i've gone into enough homes here in columbus where someone has a pair of theater seats just sitting in their hallway as a you know decorative element but a couple mm-hmm. seats yeah. and it's kind of neat because you walk in and you're like oh cool that's from a theater absolutely and it fits the style of the home and it can, they go in basements if you're watching movies uh there's all kinds of re- things you can use this for but absolutely. you know kind of looking at that you a lot of people would look and say oh it's too bad i bet that had a lot of life in it Still got a lot of life mm-hmm. left. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's exciting. Let's see another one here. Yeah, there you go. You're a little bit further into it. That looks like the theater as well. Right. So what's going on at this stage? So at this point, obviously, the the uh, the skin has been pulled off the walls and mm-hmm. the ceilings and everything. So you're left with the the wood structure underneath. The framing, yeah. Absolutely. So here you're, you're looking at uh, the upper level. Yeah. It's hard to kind of the mezzanine explain and yeah. yeah exactly uh but so at this point we're we're starting to take the walls down we're starting to take the ceiling off yeah and then that material like i said is is uh brought together and, and sent off so at this point you're you've got the majority of the interior work is done now you're getting into the structural yeah. part portion of it makes me think of like an underwater picture of the titanic right here right you know where it's all yeah. <laughs> kind of the skeleton dilapidating yeah it's yeah. all coming apart but you're meticulously doing that. That's really, that's pretty fascinating. No, was this theater derelict for a while, or was it, how long was it empty? Honestly, I don't know, but it was long enough that it was. It was in bad shape. It, it was in the complete disrepair. Wow. So yeah, there was no salvage in it, according to the hmm. the city and wow. and everybody, the inspectors, everybody that came in and gave their expert opinions on it. They, they said there was no no way to save this. It, it yeah, had to that's come too down. bad. Yeah. yeah, that's a real shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. neat historical element. Yeah. And where are we here? 
it's gone. Yeah. Now, obviously, yeah. we have cleanup to do there, uh, but this is this is about a week, uh, maybe ten days ago. So we're, like I said, the new pictures uh, today were of snow and yeah, and a, and a clean site. So yeah, yeah. This, this is this the back of the building, there, or is this the? This is where the building sat. So this would have been yeah. the the front of it. Okay. Yep. Wow. Looks like a war zone. Yeah. 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 yeah it really does. Well. But you have all that brick and everything that you need. You can Absolutely. do something with. So that's it's spectacular because we see this. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've driven from Toledo. I've driven through downtown Toledo, and you see a building that's just been you know taken out, and there's an empty lot there. And Absolutely. You, you go, well, what, what happened to the structure? You know, right. where did all the parts and pieces go? And uh, I would assume you probably didn't get your hands on that material. Probably there's enough of it that yeah. gets away. That probably drives you guys bonkers. It does. And it's it's tough to sit back and, and see that happen. And you drive by it every day. You, you, yeah. you can't do it all. You can't capture it all. You you can't get every job. But uh, you have to celebrate the small wins and, and say, okay, yeah. we, we did get this today. And, and we're going to get this one tomorrow. And we're going to do the right thing on, on these going forward. So. Well, I think you'll, you have to be prepared to grow because above grade, the podcast here um, – has helped businesses grow tremendously because of the worldwide exposure we have. So get ready for your phones to ring. <laughs> no, if, we love if it. If you've okay. got a building to be salvaged, these guys are. Uh, We're ready. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the tip of the week. It's that time everybody loves. It is time for the tip of the week. So here is your tip of the week. Natural resources are being consumed at such a rapid rate that many items are becoming scarce to produce, which drives the price up. Before simply demolishing what's old, consider deconstructing it to preserve irreplaceable resources and put them to use again. Remember, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Yeah, I you know, it's one of these things where my... I got a bad rap as a kid because I collected everything. You know, I it started as bottle caps. I was like, oh, I can find a use for bottle caps. You mm-hmm. know, every time I drink a Pepsi or whatever it was, sure. uh, I'd save the cap and I, you know, I made cool stuff with it. At yeah. least I thought so. And uh, I've kind of been that way. So I, sim- that's why I like love to meet this Mike because uh, we probably have uh, some similar similarities oh, yeah. along Definitely. there. Um, but you know, the, and, and I've done some of these things. I've done some projects and. So, uh, you know, one uh, that we worked on, this is kind of an interesting one. This is a, an old house in Upper Arlington. It's one of the first five homes in Upper Arlington. Oh, okay. And we had this on a tour of remodeled homes. We actually uh, had people come through while it was under construction, and it was in the, the state. And they could see what you go through. Uh, we've really never done that before. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of years ago. And what you're looking at is there's there's an image on the left, which is the old fireplace that sat in the family room. And it was a massive structure. And it was on slab and it uh, was enclosed in the house. And the new design called for that whole room to be destroyed, you know, de- 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 demolished. And uh, we said, well, gosh, we don't want to build a new fireplace. There's nothing wrong. It's, it's perfect. And it's massive. Mm-hmm. And so we said, let's let's tear it down. So what you see there with the fireplace, it's freestanding right now. There's no sure. structure around. Right. It's just kind of sitting there. We had to build back around it. And then the the other image that you see um, is an area where the master bathroom was going and the floor system was so cobbled up from the old plumbing and everything that we literally took the floor system out between the two floors, the first and second floor, and had Mm -hmm. to rebuild it in there and reroute plumbing and get HVAC in there. And there's a steel beam in there. And, you know, when a homeowner comes home to their house and, you know, we're working on it and they walk in and they go, 
oh no and you're past the point <laughs> of yeah, you know right. <laughs> just putting a halt on it and saying no you know what, let's keep it the way it was uh too late so you know we're, this is the kind of stuff we run into but we had the ability in the next image here to take that fireplace wow. and it's the same fireplace and how we finished it to look yeah. like it fits the space that's new and as we built in and around it that's it was a good example of that brick that you see there there's actually even a, an inset hand hewn beam here that was overlaid that we pulled out and took the old brick brick and toothed it in mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't want that hand hewn piece when we pulled it out uh, we found that the original homeowner that built this home, the father, had put that beam in, and we got it to that family to have back in the family oh, wow. to put that's on remarkable. display that's instead great. of you know because I wasn't letting it go anywhere right because right? no, I that's I have great. so much old barnwood you should see my office you know I'm the one that has like clips of old barnwood <laughs> I'm not throwing that out I'll find a use for that look sure. a doorstop and uh, you know so so that was a, a good example of how we can make something that was really old and make it look new again. And so this is what the back of that home looked like. You know, down on the bottom left was the before. And so that left side of the home that I'm pointing at there was was pulled off. That fireplace stayed and a new room was built on. And then the floor was all leveled because you can see that from this level to this, there's a big step down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this ultimately where the kitchen ended up going. So there's a sunroom they got torn off or a little glass um, um not sunroom, but a, a atrium was taken off, and uh, everything was just kind of rebuilt in here. So the new kitchen is behind these windows, and all the floors align, and you saw how beautiful that fireplace was. So yeah. uh, very, very involved um, type of work, and you know, remodeling is very similar to what you guys do, and that we're preserving the old home. We aren't just wiping these things out and building a new home. Trying to, and it is more expensive, you know, than mm -hmm. tearing a house Absolutely. down. And in, in some cases, especially when you get into a, a, a major project like this, it would have, uh, it would have edged on. Do we just tear this thing down and build a new one? But everyone in Arlington would have been up in arms because it's one of the original historic homes, and they probably would not have any friends in the neighborhood and have sure. to lock themselves behind the doors of their new home. But instead, uh, you know, they get a lot of recognition for preserving the home and reinvesting in their home, and making it. You know, fit today's True. expectations. That is a beefy fireplace too. That is oh, an yeah. incredible fireplace. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, that would have been a lot of material to get rid of. Yeah. It would have. And you know, uh, when we looked at the mass of it, we went, "Well, shoot, we can take everything down around. It's still going to stand. It probably would have held right. the house up. <laughs> <laughs> the darn thing is so big." So yeah, it was a massive, massive thingy. And then here's an example of just um, you know re, you know salvaging old barn beams and sure. everything. So this is my basement, and so I did all this work, and I I actually carried these beams out of fields, and uh, they come from a variety of of barns that were being demolished. Mm -hmm. That I went, no, you can't can't right. take these, and I've got some really good stories because I got some beams that you know I was in a snowstorm and I went out to the barn that was getting ready to be demolished and they weren't salvaging it. I went out with a hacksaw. And I cut two of these beams, and literally in about a foot and a half of snow, I carried these things a half mile through this old field to my truck and put them in the back. And I swear, I'd, I was thinking, man, if I fall over dead out here, <laughs> they'll never find me because <laughs> no one knew I was out there getting that stuff. Um, but here's, you know, these are just old wine crates. You know, these are wine crates that I, I got from an old store and put those in and made a ceiling 
finish out of it. You know, that's the kind of stuff that you see the wine crate, you don't see the ceiling until you make it a ceiling. And yeah. it just worked so, so well to finish this out. And in the background, you can't see this old black pipe and old barnwood just made tables yeah. out of it. You know, right. it keeps all my stuff. And I don't care if the kids bonk into it. You know, it's just like, it's a piece of barnwood. <laughs> yeah. I'll get more. And, uh, you know, old corrugated steel used as this inset panels this came from a roof of a barn off of georgesville road locally here That's yeah really cool. you know it just makes sense ben <laughs> i dig that joke that's a good one <laughs> that's the kind of uh, i've told that one before you can tell it can't roll off too smooth <laughs> but yeah that that was a uh, you know we were trying to keep creative um in the in the pub with what we could do and we got inset steel and old uh reclaimed wood countertop so we've you know, we uh, plane these just slightly, so there's a lot of variation to them. But mm. you know, we 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 brought the wood together and and uh, put a countertop in. So it's really just fantastic. And then of course the pennies uh, were just a lot of fun yeah. to put in there. The color scheme and just using some material like that uh, was uh, was a lot of fun. And I think that cost me. Uh, I think it was uh, $7.43 <laughs> is what it was, somewhere in that ballpark. But there's you know, a handful of pennies there. I was like, wow, my backsplash was $7.43. Yeah. However, it was uh, four beers to install. Ah, so uh, it took that amount of time. So <laughs> that's, that's a labor a, cost, a, I think. It's a, so it's a labor yeah, cost, yeah. 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 Labor of <laughs> love, yeah. So it's kind of fun when you – that was a DIY project. But I, I want to talk about some of the partners you have as well before we wrap things up because sure. you know a lot of these folks uh, pulled this off of your website here are folks you work with to make sure materials get in the right hands absolutely and it, it depends on what part of the country we're working with obviously yeah. uh, the national recognized uh, charitable organizations goodwill and habitat absolutely yeah. uh, we're going to send as much material as we can mm -hmm. when we're working in the chicago or milwaukee area uh, we have one that we pretty well utilize exclusively uh, out of kenosha which is uh uh, community charities excuse me it took me a second there um and the reason we do that is because they pretty well accept everything that we're willing to give to them they're not selective on what their inventory levels are uh, they're not looking specifically for cabinetry or countertops fixtures they'll, they'll pretty well take it all because they have a lot of the outlets to get rid of those materials uh, so we, we we do send a lot of it there, and yeah. and if we are in a, a part of the country that we can only offload a certain amount of material, we'll facilitate the the, the transportation back to Kenosha to get that to the that organization. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, the goal is when we go into these projects, if we know what the what the, uh, the the product is coming out, we we try and offload it before it has to hit the the warehouse floor. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it was good. I, I really appreciate ha having you come on and, and finally get this pulled together so we could chat and get to know Recycling uh, Incorporated a little bit better. And there's your website there for everyone to take a look at. Uh, check out some of those projects because that, that was fun. I had fun tooling around and reading Mike's story and um, meeting your team as Absolutely. well. And just kind of seeing what you guys are doing. I'm real excited for you and, and hope things continue to go well. And hopefully we can get you involved more in this market. I would imagine that's why you're here in Columbus yeah. is, is to do a little bit more of it, and especially with the amount of growth we have and things that are happening mm -hmm. and new projects being announced. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we, we, uh, we've been in the, the Chicagoland, Milwaukee markets for a long time. It makes sense. But I've been in the Columbus area for over 20 years now. This is where I've called home. My family does. So the next step for, for us to branch out made sense to come to Columbus 
Northwest Ohio with me being here, and we're excited about it. We uh, we we do enjoy the the projects that we have been on and that we continue to, to quote out. So we've, we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline that we're excited about, and hopefully uh, everybody will see a lot more of our signs sitting around, and, and uh, hopefully we'll be a household name before long. Yeah. I hope so, too. Thank you. Well, Chad, appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure, and maybe we'll have you on when we've got one of those Columbus projects we can share with our, our viewers and listeners and uh, and wish you the best. Thank you. appreciate so you having me. That concludes our, our program for the day. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, this is Above Grade, the podcast, and also the YouTube show. You can also go to us if you want to shoot us a, a comment or a question or you want a topic that you would like for us to cover. You can go to abovegrade at jsbrowncompany.com and shoot us an email, and you can just tell us how well we're doing as well. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But certainly download our – you can go on iTunes. You can go on jsbrowncompany.com, download our podcast, go to check out the YouTube, like I said. That's pretty wonderful. So this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown and Company and Above Grade wishing you a great week to build from. Boxland Media. Think big.